Welcome to SPIRE, an incubator providing training and education for the LGBTQ community. This podcast will introduce you to queer thought leaders, thinkers, creators, and go-to experts. Sharing their innovative work and perspective to give you tools and takeaways that help you unleash and accelerate your potential. Hello, we are here with Nick Soule. Nick is joining us today with grand visions of changing the world. And I'm so happy to have you here with us, Nick. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. So Nick was at the LGBT week that just ended last week. And I was captivated by your talk at the conference. And so I really wanted to have you here with us today to talk about your changing narratives concept and topic. So uh, I want to have you kind of dive right into that and what changing the narrative really means to you. Yeah, well, so change the narrative really. There's like a there's like a like a prereq before there, right? So change the narrative really is about first understanding the paradigms that we all have, and so obviously a paradigm is a, it's a collective of habits of thoughts and ideas that make up a way of being, and sometimes that way of being either serves us individually, collectively, and sometimes it absolutely does not serve us, and so uh, part of change. I mean it's. It's one thing to say change the narrative, but to actually change the narrative, it requires that you become aware of what the heck that actually is, right? And so part of that is becoming aware and then identifying the things that either serve you where you are um, or don't serve you, and then to begin to change that. And so the first law of learning is repetition, right? And so it takes to practice this new thing over and over again for it actually to become like a new paradigm, a new narrative. And so... Uh, one of the things um, uh, in the context of um, of where I am is having this 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 speaking tour called Change the Narrative, and I actually have a, a diagram that I've created um, uh, that that really talks about what makes up a narrative, and so part of that is the story that we tell ourselves about who we should be, right. who we're supposed to be, based off of you know being someone that's Latino, Latina, African American, Portuguese. I mean, all of these, all of these a variety of, of of identities, and and they're sort of attached with with this sort of cultural way of being. And so, part of that is about that's the story, and then what makes up a story? It's belief and imagination. And belief is just a, a thought that's uh, practiced over and over and over again. And the imagination of that, you know, it it, it well, how, I guess well how. Uh, the imagination ties into belief is that whatever we say, we begin to visualize for ourselves over and over again. Rather that's a conversation not working out, you know, breaking up with someone, your boss coming in and giving you the boot, um, you know, a, a conflict at work, an idea not taking off the way that we want to. And so that all kind of, that sort of, um, that system sort of creates a narrative. And so I think before we can actually change a paradigm, really got to get clear about what the narrative is and start chipping away at trying to understand that so right yeah. right so I'm gonna have you back up a little bit sure. just for the people that maybe are a little confused or it's maybe too abstract of what a narrative is sure. so let's give your definition of what you're talking about when you're saying someone's narrative yeah so so when I so when I think of the term narrative like in a very simple layman's term it's very much um, the the paradigm the story in which you live your life from Right, so my narrative could be that I am a um, black gay male who is only supposed to achieve X amount of success, um, and that's 
and then either that works for me where, where I am in life or where I want to be. So either it serves me or it doesn't. And so we all have these sort of unspoken stories about who we are. Um, and it kind of goes below the surface, right? So right. on one hand, we show up in the world like happy, cheerful, connected, sometimes present at work, but we know that we're really not happy. Or we show up in, the, in these relationships, you know, um, and, and we feel like we have to stick it out, um, even though it's not working. So it's like, why do we have to stick it out? And so part of that narrative is stopping and doing the work and figuring out, okay, so if this isn't what I really want, right? Because typically people go, I don't know. Well, why do you want that? I don't know. So it's, it's about figuring out that I don't know. And so it takes work. And the I don't know is that narrative in which we live our lives from based off of what we unconsciously believe. Like right. whatever the subconscious is going on is what's really driving the bus. And so part of it is doing the work to figure out what the heck that's really all about. Right. Yeah. And I know when we chatted the other day, part of that narrative or part of your story comes from what you've taken from family, what you've taken from neighbors mm -hmm. at the time. So it's your collective that you have kind of like taken Absolutely. on this baggage throughout Absolutely. your life that forms how you view yourself. Yes. And, and the world around where you. you're going, your your entire world around you. And I love that you were talking about, you know, the people that want to go from point A to point B and what, what adjusts or impacts that. And it really is your narrative, your story, whether you actually believe that you can get from here to there. Yes. And so um, I guess, so let's dive into that. Sure. So, you know, like you said, it's, it is on an unconscious level in many yeah. ways. Like sometimes people don't think about it, but mm -hmm. that shine that light on, um, on what that, what that narrative is or those pieces that they don't really know that they're carrying with them. So how do you go about uncovering what your narrative is to really look at it and change it? Yeah, no, that's, that's actually awesome. I'm so glad you asked that. Cause that's like, for me, that's what I call like a below the surface kind of question, which right. I think where we all should go. And so part of that is, um, <clears throat> stopping to ask ourselves, why are we getting the results that we are? That's, I mean, because initially it has to come from us stopping, becoming aware. But it's like, how do you really become aware, right? Everyone yeah. throws that word, just become aware. And you're like, what the hell? And so part of it, I mean, really is about stopping and being honest with yourself. So I'd, I, I'd say honesty. Self-honesty is like the very first step, mm -hmm. you know? And going from that place and saying, okay, now why isn't this working? Or why am I not achieving the result that I want? maybe as fast as I thought that I should, or why is the outcome different? And I think that the important thing, I think, about narratives and stories is that we all have them. And so it's just a matter of either it serves us, right? Either it keeps us stagnant or propels us forward, right? Or it's like an anchor in the future that we can kind of pull ourselves towards, you know? Yeah, I love that. And so I think, um, I think the first step is being honest and saying like, well, why isn't this working out? Why do I feel like I, why, why is it that I'm continuously hitting my head on this glass ceiling, right? Or this glass door, however you want to look at it. Um, and then like, when you start there and when I think when you genuinely ask yourself, the answer or the resolve of what's going on may not pop up immediately, but if you give it a couple days, you'll start to see it. But you have to be honest with yourself. And I right. think that it's really difficult because I think, um, as I was saying at the at the event, um, we, we all we all have, uh, we all want to show up as our best, right? We all, we all want to put the best foot forward. We want people to think highly of us. Um, and, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that uh, to a certain extent. And I think that line of distinction is when we hold ourselves 
to that narrative, that story, that way of being, and we don't allow for ourselves to grow. Or it impedes the boundaries of other people. You know? I see. Yeah. Right. right. Well, and I, I think it's fascinating when you're talking about um, why am I not getting where I want to go or why am I stagnating? And it's flipping the script a little bit because it's not, oh, this person is doing this oh, or yeah. this person is this oh, or this man. situation has caused this or it's because my family is poor is why I am or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, which definitely there's not, there's a, not a lot to be said about oh, sure. the struggles that go along with pulling oneself out of poverty. So mm-hmm. it's not to diminish that. Right. But I think it's a part of looking inward. Yes. It's reflecting and saying, yeah. okay, so I'm not getting somewhere. So why am I not getting there? And how, what am I doing that's preventing me from doing it? Not how is the external world not allowing me or, you know, just giving me this. Good stuff, Ryan. No, no. Um, Yeah, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's a, one of the things I can drill it, all of this down to, it's about self-responsibility. And so that's difficult because, I mean, I mean, you know, as as a person of color, as African-American, or excuse me, a person that just, that just happens to be African-American, it's one of those things that, you know, there's there's um, there's a lot that's happened. I think for, there's other minority groups as well for Latinos who, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, so it's a Los Angeles, and so you know, obviously, you know, in our in our nation's history, there's there's some discord there um, uh, and disconnect, and 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 yes, there are definitely uh, there's definitely law plays a role for sure. Um, there's definitely community culture that plays a role, um, but at the same time, or in addition to that. It's possible. I mean, it's going to take everything that you have, but it's very, very possible. And part of that is understanding that you are a co-creator of your own life. And it takes it takes work and it takes, again, the, the, the practicing of that idea to realize that you really can, you really, really, really can create what you want. And again, I think for for other for other um communities and cultures and collectives and i use that word exchangeably all the time um you know it it takes it takes a different it takes a different perspective or a different shift um and things may be more challenging right i'm here visiting from new york and i'm in the last few days i've been staying in hoboken and um and i've gotten very few smiles and hellos now i could take that and say you know it's because i'm a color of my skin or the way i look um, or I'm a visitor. I mean, there's so many different stories I can right. make up, right? And yeah. so it's like either I make up a story that works for me, that moves me forward, or not, right? Because mm-hmm. essentially this is all about me at the end of the day. Right. So if I want to show up and say, hey, you know, who the, are you looking at? I mean, that could that, that may serve me, that may not serve me. More than likely it's not going to serve me. Right. Um, or I can say, hey, you know, I'm visiting. What's your name? You know? Yeah. So I mean, but it but it takes a it takes self-responsibility to understand that. I literally have the power to create what I want to, right? So my office is in downtown Los Angeles, and I use the men's bathroom, which that's where I'm comfortable, that's where I go, and it's also close to my office, but all those things. And so when I go in the bathroom, uh, people tend to look at me. Uh, and it's only happened a few times, though. Uh, I've had a few a few folks look at me, and they'll check to make sure they're in the right bathroom, and I'll say, um, hey, how's it going? We're both in the right bathroom. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay. And so I normalize that situation because exactly. I realize that I have the power to do that, right? Right. And so, and it's crazy because it's actually I've actually have met some of the, some of the most folks I'm the closest with out of those situations, right? Right. And so these are people that I talk politics. You know, I've met I've met their families and things like that. But to but again, that takes practice to come from that place of like I'm going to create this thing. 
And right. I think, and I think it to me, I, um, it's almost, it's very similar to what I think about the great entrepreneurs, right? Um, uh, that, 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 uh, the great entrepreneurs of yesterday that the great entrepreneurs of today look towards for mm-hmm. inspiration, um, um, and insight. And so I think about, you know, a lot, I think a lot about Steve Jobs, obviously I'm all a bit of a techie. Um, but you know, Thomas Edison, I mean, I mean, I mean, these are just like, just two of like the many amazing, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's a phenomenal to think about how these amazing people have been able to rise to the occasion of their own occasion, not right. what they're supposed to be. You know, I think about people like Frederick Douglass, you know, I mean, it just, it blows my mind to know that, to know that folks are able to will themselves in spite of, and to achieve great things, you know? Exactly. And, and yeah, and there's something, there's something to me that, I don't know, it's, it'll call you out, but it'll also call you up. And yes, it will encourage you, but um, there's just something beautiful about that to me. You right, know? right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like using your bathroom reference, you know, in your talk, you talked about the calling for us to be progressive, to be bold and to be brave. And I think... Yeah. It is a brave thing for you to, number one, go into the restroom that you feel most comfortable in. But then when you see that there's an awkward situation perhaps happening, to get in front of it. Like you just went in. We're both in the right bathroom. Yeah. You know, you could have gotten weird. You could have shied away. You could have looked down. Right. You could have internalized it and walked off. But no. Right. Yeah. You, no. you Like you said, you normalized it. And that's a brave thing to engage in that conversation and you know it's interesting too because i i have this thing where um I, and i say this because i feel like it's probably the best way to describe it to everyone that's not in my brain but um i live very much in the future like i'm present today but just my entire come from it's like um uh, i don't in my world there isn't an issue with someone's gender the color of their skin um their ethnic makeup uh, where they live, it, 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 that just, I mean, it really, I gotta be, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just from a different vortex or something, but it really doesn't exist. And so, um, you know, another way, I guess, of looking at that, I mean, there's, you know, the founding fathers, right? There's like, we have these, we are endowed with these inalienable rights of our creator. And in my world, in my brain, it's just the way that things are. So when I see someone, regardless of where they live, what they drive, how they look. I'll speak, hey, how's it going? And and, and I mean that, like, hey, like, right. how is it going? Because um, I'm just naturally curious. So for me, it's interesting because now that I'm kind of, in, you know, now working in this sort of um, progressive speaking space, I guess, um, I've really had to do some work with being able to sort of reverse engineer my experience and to talk and to like, and to literally sort of codify these experiences that I'm having, because for me, it's just normal. I, right. I don't overthink it. It's just like, Hey, what's up? I'm Nick. Yeah. Which I think, you know, and I had this myself and my life coach told me at one time that, you know, I think there's a tendency sometimes to feel less than, or even superior than mm-hmm. the homeless person on the street mm-hmm. or feeling less than the billionaire that you happen to run into. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you're saying, it's really normalizing to realize we are all the same. Yeah. And my life coach at one point told me, you know, the issue with feeling like you're better than somebody or that, or that either way 
is that if you feel like you're better than somebody, that means that you've put somebody above you. Yeah. So you are actually doing a detriment to yourself by not accepting everyone as equals. Yeah. You know, because you've already created a hierarchy in your mind, which is not going to serve you in the long run. Yeah. And it's interesting because we can definitely see how that plays out in, throughout mm-hmm. society, right? Yeah. With, 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 with class, mm-hmm. with gender, with yep. ethnic, which race, it's funny because I was listening to this podcast on um, uh, that uh, Harvard Business School, I'm sorry, uh, Harvard Business School did. And there's this professor that was talking about uh, race and, and really how race really doesn't exist. It's sort of this thing that we sort of made up, right? Um, but... Let me jump back onto what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree, and I think, I think one of my biggest ahas was uh, was realizing just how mindset plays a huge part in all mm-hmm. of this. You know, when I think back to you know uh, prior to you know the 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 history of the U.S. when when uh, you know before you know the, the, we started colonizing, there was a, there was a system of thinking that happened before, and then you know obviously it, it brought it, it brought over a, a variety of folks here to to which was at the time it wasn't the United States but you know to the uh, outer colonies, and um, and there was a mindset there, you know, and and it's right. been as 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 our as our nation has progressed and we've gone through things like civil rights, LGBTQ rights, women's rights, the suffrage movement, all of these different movements it's it's really been about bringing people closer to the idea that we all really that we all are the same right people may have different levels of achievement people um uh, may have different levels of of their ideas about success uh, or what the workplace should look like or or you know different at the end of the day we literally all are the same all these movements are moving us towards this sort of this sort of like paradigm of convergence that we really are right. the same right. thing and and the same person uh, that we all are made up of of this uniqueness of this oneness if you will right. you know exactly. so it's just been it's interesting to see this paradigm in our this high, this this sort of global paradigm way of thinking where it's, exactly. we keep having to come back around to the need to do this thing over and over again <laughs> Until and I'm like. Can somebody press the pause button? Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's just press the stop button, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but you know, when you talk about things like that, that really gets people going because it's this idea. There's a guy named, who I absolutely love, his name is Buckminster Fuller. And he's, he's, he's gone some, quite a few years ago, but he's a, he's like a mentor of mine. And I, and I, I really do subscribe to uh, his work. He's a social engineer as well. And um, you know, he talks about, you know, you don't fight the existing realities with what you currently have. It's, you know, you build a new model that makes its existing model obsolete. And that takes guts because when you say things like, well, I mean, when people really start talking about like economic equity, gender right. equity, you know, that, that really rattles this, that really rattles the, the nerve of a lot of people, um, people who have been, who have either completely invested into this notion of, of our current economic um, climate uh, and those who don't. Right. And I think, you know, to get to a point where that they're, that we're able to say, you know what, look, we've done one, two, three, four, X, Y, and Z. And it's gotten us to this point, which has been great because we now we see what's not working. Now right. let's create something new. Let's anchor, let's, let's use our mind, right? Let's stop, uh, you know, let's stop, um, 
uh, acting off of off of default and think about something that's new, right? Because I right. mean, this whole concept of thinking, there's a difference between. Um, I always I always you know tell this in the workshops I'm having that there's a distinction between brain activity and thinking, mm-hmm. and so brushing our teeth is brain activity because we can do several different things: text, give something to the messenger, kick the dog. You know, I'm not kick the dogs. I love dogs, by the way. But you know that. But that idea, you <laughs> like know, walk the dog it, or whatever. You know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, or like you're shitting on my floor, or whatever the case yeah. is. Um, you know, but um, and and that's something that we do. But when we require thinking, it's like let me stop and plan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that you know we must get to a point as an entire collective, or at least that tipping point, the majority, right, can say we need to stop and think mm-hmm. and create something new exactly right not get stuck in how we've done things but let's let's create a new way let's not get stuck into trying to call back to the way things were but yeah. we'll get into that right now or even this idea of like right. let's make america great again right are you kidding me right again let's create something that doesn't exist mm-hmm because I think there's a lot of different ethnic groups can look back and say America wasn't all that great, great, but wasn't all that great. There, there was always, there's always this kind of seesaw kind of thing about it. And I think, yeah. and you know, not to not to delve into into politics. That's not what this is about. But it's it's about creating something that that really can work for most people, if right. not all people, actually all people, right? Right. Um. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to shift just for a hot second because I know we touched on this and there was two comp- two things that I loved what we talked about and you just said. Number one, just digging in a little more about mindset because mm-hmm. part of our conversation was and is Spire's belief in the focus on the mindset and how little attention that gets. We realize in, in our conversation that that's everything. Yeah. It all comes down to your mindset. Um, and I love the second thing I wanted you to tie in and work on or to dive into a little bit more is intersection of mindset and then dropping your anchor and pulling yourself toward that yeah for sure. i love those two kind of topics so i just want yeah. you to yeah no on that a little yeah definitely <laughs> no definitely um you're the best ryan um so you know one of the things i realized and it, and, and uh i come from again the entertainment industry um right come from yeah um and um you know when my client well, clients, but when one of my clients, particularly when we won a Grammy in 2014, uh, it was actually pretty, pretty interesting because I had literally just lost my mom a few few months before. Oh, wow. And so I was completely, completely depressed. Um, and for about three months, I didn't, um, I didn't send a tweet, a text, an email, anything. I spent the last two weeks of, with her and her, with her, of her life. She was in a coma. And I stayed at the hospital with her. And at the time, I was taking this personal leadership course. And um, it was the day after Mother's Day when my mom had passed. And uh, that was a Monday. And that Friday was my graduation from this personal development course I was taking. And um, and I remember the the folks in my, uh, in my cohort, they were like, uh, they called me by my last name. So they're like, Sewell. Are you coming to graduation? Like we don't understand why would you want to show up? And I thought, well, why would I not show up? Um, and I was like, there, there isn't. I, I can't really do anything right now. And this, and this, um, going through this process means something to me. And so, um, uh, it takes me back. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it. Uh, shit. Sorry. It's okay. I've been there. 
Yeah, I know we had <laughs> my to mom stop. Passes, yeah. yeah, so I I can completely understand. Yeah, but. and so my mind, I was completely uninvested into doing anything. I did, I had no interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even after the graduation, it was it was a great ceremony, um, and I wish that she could have been there. And so, fast for a few months later, uh, and I mean just maybe about four, maybe four, and um, and then, you know I had hit my first birthday, her all the firsts, right? right, and. Um, and I was at my friend's table, and I turned on uh, my iPad, and and I was streaming the pre-telecast version of the Grammys. And mind you, I, you know, I'm uh, I never watched the pre-telecast or was involved in it. It was always the actual uh, performances and things like that that really caught my attention. And um, and it, it, you know, it was like I, the the artist that we worked with on the, on the song uh, won. Uh, best dance song of the year, and I totally flipped out and like jumped up and down, and and I and I was so checked out from that time in my life. That I didn't even know the song was nominated. Like I really did oh, not wow. talk to my client. And they understood, yeah. and they and they one hundred percent respected my the space I needed. And I jumped up and down, and I remember picking the phone to call my mom, and I was like, oof. Yeah. So I started bawling, right? right? And so um, what I had realized in that moment was. This is something that excites me, but I'm having a really difficult time being present with this feeling of winning. And I think that was the first time that, I guess that was the first time more recently that I really, I don't want to use this part for the thing. (laughs) It's taking me back. That's part Um, of the emotions. I know. No, no, no. Um, But yeah, no, that was the first time that, you know, I really, uh, that I really began to see that that, that 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 I began to experience a contrast, like a disconnect, um, from having this thing that happened that I've worked really hard for, um, and then having this other experience going at the same time. Right. And so for me, that I think that's when I started like really thinking about my mindset in a very unique kind of way. And I came across this um, this thanks God for Pinterest. Uh, it was this uh, this comment that this meme that said, you know, in the time of destruction, create. And mm. that got me. Like that was like someone was charging my battery, and so I just started creating like all this like random stuff. I started learning like how to use like Photoshop and InDesign, and uh, and like randomly writing songs. I mean, I wasn't I was the manager, not the songwriter, you know. So I just started creating all these things. Right. And and I and you know a few months later, I jumped back on the horse of being an entrepreneur. And I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. Let's figure out how to do this thing. And then in that process, I began to realize that it was my mindset that really pulled me out. It was this idea of of me wanting something in spite of what my circumstance was saying yeah. that I could then somehow, in thinking about what I wanted, I realized I needed to give myself permission. And it went from having gone through this traumatic, because it was very traumatic for me to watch my mom pass, um, and to being able to to switch that, to realize that this is about me allowing myself beyond losing my mom, yeah. you know, beyond her transition of allowing myself to succeed, and and I wasn't clear about what that had meant for me. And it, at that time, you know, if you know, like you like you say, like you know, when you've when you've lost a, a mom, um, when you've lost when you've lost a mom. Um, you know, it, it takes you out in a very different kind of way, um, based, you know, based on what your relationship may have been or been may not have been with your with your mom. But 
but it's like a, you f- start feeling things like feel like an adult orphan. You know, you feel lost, you feel trapped, all these things. And so for me, it was about being able to hold two different feelings that were completely opposite. And I was like, it literally, I was having this internal battle. Yeah. And what I realized was that allowing myself didn't mean that I didn't respect her life or what she did for me or being there, her transition. Right. But I could also allow myself to move forward. Mm-hmm. And then while moving forward, I, it was it was almost like by, by default that it became fuel for me to move me forward in my am I thinking about allowing myself yeah. and so I think for me that's where the and I, t- I say I go back that far to say well not that far a few years ago just to say that I think that's when the mindset thing really kicked up for me yeah because uh, at first you know I transitioned from working in um working in the in the film world uh to go into music because I felt like I was stifled I couldn't create the kind of programs I wanted mm-hmm. and then when I started with my own business and being an entrepreneur then to have that that big milestone happened, you know? And then to get to that point to say, okay, I can allow myself to be successful. And then to get clear about what that meant because everything had sort of transformed. Everything stopped and everything completely went void. So it was like, I'm just kind of floating, right? Right. And then I had to start giving myself a new meaning, a new purpose, a new narrative. Right. um, A new story about what I was going to create. Exactly. You know, so yeah. And so... I'm looking at time frame, like when your mom passed versus when you kind of switched from entertainment to now like working toward, as you say, getting entrepreneurs that want to change the world. Yeah. You know, coming, when was the time frame of those two things happening? Yeah. So, um, I went, I, so after, it's probably about, mm, about two and a half years, three okay. years. Um, and so... I, I only ask that because that, that was it for when my mom passed too mm-hmm. and we connected on that a little. Um, that was a, a big shift for me oh, and, and where I wanted to take things and actually was what put me on this path of Spire. Yeah. So I think it does kind of jar your core. Oh, man. And like where you're going, what meaning you're giving to your life, what you want to include in your life, you know, to like, Absolutely. what do I want to do? Because like you said, yep. you're kind of lost and you're like, you have nothing and you're, you have to really rebuild yeah. Your life. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's, so it's a very power, it's a jarring thing, but it's oh, going to yeah. be a very powerful thing if you let, if you allow yourself to shift your mindset to go there. Or you could go the opposite, which we've all seen of people who take longer or stuck. never recover and get yeah. stuck in yeah. this depression, in this loss. Yep. And what shifts there is your mindset. Yeah. And that's probably the most powerful example. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's one of those things, too, because, uh, so every morning I listen to a mentor of my name, Bob Proctor, you know, and um, and one of the things that Bob, you know, he talks about these, you know, the the mental paradigm, or as I focus more so on the social paradigm, and it's like, you know, when when we, ha- you know, there's two types of, uh, you know, things that that really jar us forward. Okay, and um, and it's like, you know, either there's a there's a there's a death in the family or something catastrophic happens, yeah. right? It's like 9-11. I mean, I was here on the East Coast. I wasn't in Los Angeles. And so when that happened, that shifted a paradigm, right? That right. shifted that people became more aware about safety. 
um, community, you know, about community. Um, now, whatever stories were added to that about what types of groups and all that, I'm, I'm not here to discuss all that. That's beyond the fact. Um, but you know, when you when you do lose a parent uh, or someone that's really, you know, your your parent that takes care of your grandparent, um, you know, it's 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 you know these these uh, things that happen in our, our society that are, that are uh, catastrophic, or these are things that people that we're close to in the relationship it becomes. It just it just shocks the crap out of you, yeah, which right. shakes the paradigm. Yeah. So that's why I think for me, it, for for both of us, it's, it, it it was such a huge shift because especially when it comes to like loss of a loved one, right? Um, you know, um, it you you start to think about your own your own mortality, right? And it's like, you know, what matters, what doesn't matter. Is this important? Is this not important? And it's like that gray area yeah. just does not exist. Exactly. It's either right. black or white, you know. Yeah. And it's very clear then, much more clear oh, than any man. other time in my oh, life. Yeah. It's like the it's like the most sober anyone can ever be. It's in the their most life. sober because I think you're just so raw and exposed. Yes, and you're so vulnerable. So vulnerable. You're so open. Right. Um, and and yeah, and so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so um and so that's when the the mindset thing happened, and I gotcha. think uh the the drop your anchor in the future. I think it's something, um, you know, lots of, it's almost, I do a lot of like listening as much as I'm vocal and charismatic. I, I, I observe far greater. Um, and there's this idea of like, you know, people talk, people use the word manifesting, right? And some people are a little freaked out or they think, oh, it's a little bit new agey, kind of too weird. Um, but this idea of being able to see yourself doing that thing, right, right, which which is manifesting in in, yeah. a, in a sense or visualizing to manifest, um, but it, it, sometimes it just feels more more close to home for people. It doesn't feel so far out there, right. Um, but um, and so for me, it's about I'm clear and accepting of where I am today, but I'm clear about what I'm working on creating in the future, right. right. And so for me, it's about when I stop and think, hmm, what does Nick look like? What does Nick act like? How does Nick show up in the world? Um, what are the things that Nick's creating? You know, what types of, of ecosystems am I a part of developing, co-creating? Um, you know, and I think a lot about like, what, what are the areas that, that Nick in the future characters developed, right? Yeah. Um, and I began to practice that. And so for me, it's this idea of I'm clear and accepting them and, and, and am in immense gratitude for where I am today. Yeah. Um, but I'm also really excited about where I am in the future, right? Yeah. And I can begin to model those things, um, you know, uh, as far as like how I want to dress, you know, how I want to look physically, um, the types of works I'm, work I'm doing, the types of uh, corporations I'm either building or or advising for, right? Um, and so for me, that's 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 a that's a simple layman's way for me right. of explaining that. And so it's about um, creating. It. You know, I think about like our forefathers, right? So I think a lot about Hamilton. I mean, I love Hamilton, right? Um, 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 and some of the and and or Abraham Lincoln. You know, I mean, these are people who had an idea of what forward or progressiveness look like what yeah. the future look like and so i think it's important that you know in entrepreneurship when we're developing when we have when we have an idea for a business i mean it starts with an idea right i mean yeah. ideas can li literally change our lives and so it's like do we work from where we are or do we work from where you know it is that we're co-creating our 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 job or business in the future 
Right. You know, like, I, what right. kind of people is that affecting, you know? Yeah. And I think that there's something that's uh, unique and powerful about that. And so for me, it's this idea of, of anchoring yourself um, and pulling yourself where you are towards that thing. And I mean, it's, it's about development, right? right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. 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 I love that. So, I, you know, I think there's, you know, we like to say that what we're going to do is, or what takeaways we can give to our listeners that are listening to this to be able to help them in visualizing where they want to go and I know there's a couple things that you definitely have talked on major concepts such as co-creation such as holding a vision for where you want to be and seeing yourself in there in that space Um, so you know if somebody putting yourself in the shoe of a listener that's that's heard this concept and whether it's new for them or not Mm -hmm. What would be a takeaway? What would maybe a couple takeaways that you could say, okay, someone's ready to commit to um, changing their narrative, focusing on their mindset, you know, but how, what, what can they do in the next tomorrow in a week to make sure that they're paying attention to it and then holding themselves accountable and, and working toward these things that you're talking about? Yeah. So I, it's, I, as you're, as you're talking, I wrote down uh, three quick things. One is I wrote down self-honesty. Um, is to be honest with yourself about um, where you are, the people in your lives, what you want to create, where you want to go. Um, and, 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 and even if you don't know, to be honest about that. Because um, I, I believe that there's a special place in the, in the universe for people who are self-honest, uh, who are honest with themselves. And I think that when you are, what you need just tends to show up by default. How that really happens, I don't really know. But when you're honest... Um, you can go to someone honestly and say, I'm looking to, to create this. Can you get some feedback? Can, right. can you give me some feedback? Yeah. Uh, the second thing um, I wrote down here is dig deep and ask. Um, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Uh, specifically, if you started doing like your own research and digging. So if that's a new business, maybe you want to go into venture capitalism. Maybe you want to start a new B2B service. Um, whatever that is that you want to start, I think obviously doing your due diligence and that literally can start with typing in a question on google literally um finding a podcast um finding um the person or people or company that does that thing that you're looking to either disrupt um or that you're looking to be a part of um and i think when you're when you're honest with yourself again how that relates to the second thing as far as asking and digging deep is that you that you're that you're in, it puts you in integrity with yourself by default so you can go and ask people hey i'm looking for this type of information i've already done this work but i need help with moving forward and then the third thing is to practice uh, it's the first law of learning is repetition and so to do that thing over and over again so if you're practicing self honesty and you are digging deep and asking people you will create what you want to and and if while on your path you find that it's that it's slightly different or something completely different um it's okay and obviously you know that because you've done you've practiced this idea of being honest with yourself this self-honesty so those are the i mean it sounds basic but i'm telling you um you know that's it's the same reason why we have pro athletes who practice chess passes, right? These guys are paid millions of dollars. Right. Uh, baseball players, right? Um, um, even our, um, even you know, with uh, with the WNBA, I mean, these ladies, uh, these these phenomenal athletes are they practice these these basics, right? Right. So I think it's the basics that gets us to where we want to go. It, it, it wins games. Right. Right. Hands no, down. absolutely. And I so I think in order to do all these things, you really have to pretty much have some quiet time. Yeah. You know, you can't be filling yourself up with TV and radio and people where you 
don't have a time to self-reflect yeah. and to be honest with yourself and to, you know, dig deep mm-hmm. and to practice, continue practicing it. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the interesting thing about that too is that, is that even if you are someone to, who has to have like every gadget and I could be that person. I am, oh man, I'm like the first in that line. Um, you know, my iPad, my cell phone, my laptop, it's going in my office. Um, but I've, I've just now practiced enough to know that, okay, I, I know when that, I know when I've hit my limit. But even if you are someone who you may, you, you may not have that self-discipline as of yet, um, if you spend, you know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever that time is that you spend working and digging and asking and practicing, you'll begin to get value from that. And, that, and if you do the third thing, which is practice, you'll get value and you'll get enough value from that over time that that time that you spend self-reflecting, it will begin to outweigh how much you're randomly on Facebook surfing, um, how much time you're spending on t- watching TV or whatever it is that you're doing because you'll begin to get so much value from that that literally in that process, it'll just, it'll diminish the time that you're focused on those things. I mean, I'm obsessed with what I, I love it. I'm obsessed. I don't even yeah. own a TV anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but there's, there's value that comes from that. So as long as you practice, it will increase, but you have to also not be in resistance to it increasing, to it increasing. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Excellent. Well, that's all good the stuff. The shoulder shake thing is Yeah, high. I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Nick. This was really, I think, fantastic. I love that you got very emotional and, you know, talking about um, your mom and how that really influenced your thoughts on your mindset. So, um, I, in case anybody wants to follow, I would encourage, like I said, I was blown away by your talk and I was impacted by it. It affected my speech the following day and um, it was really impactful. So, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, if you want to follow Nick, you can on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook professional page and her um, social media handle is Nico Soul N I K O S O U L or you can email her. I'm sorry, him. I know we're focusing on pronouns and that's a, probably a whole other conversation. But I'm totally inclusive. You're inclusive, exactly. <laughs> um, email N I C K S U E L L period vc at gmail.com that's it and uh again thank you so much for joining us thanks appreciate it thank you for joining this week's spire podcast visit spire.org to join our email newsletter and sign up for live events spire podcast is produced by talanya geary and ryan espinoza please join us next week where creativity and purpose come together to inspire your thoughts actions and decisions